0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode 37 of the Doctrines of Rad podcast. I am Drew, and this is Logan over here on my – I guess it depends on what direction you're looking, whether it's left or right. But uh, Logan Burns, Drew Kaler, up, and y'all? we're here. Um, we have a lot to talk about tonight. You know, As you guys have probably known, we, um, we went to a two uh, twice a month instead of every week uh, schedule. So as we used to be able to get a lot of stuff, you know, we could talk about enough stuff within the hour. Now it's like, oh, man, I feel like there's so much that has happened in two weeks that I need to talk to Logan about it. So I've been excited. We have a lot to, uh, to touch on. But we, I think the, the focus of our topic tonight is going to be on the idea of surrogacy and is surrogacy biblical or not? And, and what Bible verses, what doctrines support the idea um, and, uh, and to be just totally frank up front, I, uh, I don't, I thought I had a solid position on it. I thought it would have been a biblical. I thought it would have been, uh, okay or permissible. And, uh, it was a video today on Twitter actually that, Ooh, uh, are we going to, are we going to review that live? Unfortunately, I can't because of the fact that we're on our phones. I still have not replaced my webcam. So until I can replace my webcam, I don't know how to do all the stuff that I would have normally done if I was controlling this from the the computer. So, well, so since um,
1: so many people donate like to us for Dawkins of Red, we'll just buy another phone. We'll so you'd have take it, phones, you want to so take it out of the 100000
0: that we accrued? <laughs> yeah. The $100,000 of donations <laughs> that we've <done>? gotten? <laughs> Absolutely. Sounds good. Uh, well, and this is I, also... can, I,
1: can I open us up in, uh, with uh, a verse of the day?
0: Yeah, just verse. one last thing real quick. Uh, we uh, – this is also our first live stream on Twitter. So on the welcome if you're we're watching from Twitter. We're glad to have you. All right, brother. Go ahead and give us uh, give us a verse so, and let's uh, open up.
1: Psalms 113.9. He makes the barren women abide in the house as a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. So we'll go. Yeah, we'll touch a little bit on a lot of this uh, later on in the episode.
0: I feel like you just answered the argument, so we're done. I we're did, not going well, to talk about surrogacy context. anymore. No. no, no. no. Yeah. Uh, context right. matters. So, um, before we get to the main topic tonight, let's let's talk about what's been kind of going on uh, in the Christian world, social media wise. Um, you know, a Doug Wilson's book. Mere Christendom has finally released. It yeah. is out. Uh, it is a Christian nationalist book. Um, it makes uh, some very compelling arguments. Uh, Rachel and I finished the first chapter uh, two oh, yeah, nights ago. Are you reading it as a, as a group? We're reading it as, as a, as a couple. couple, yeah. Yep, that's uh, our study. We finished uh, Unseen Realm, and we're moving on to that one.
1: Well, so, so I went to my iBooks library, right, on my phone, and I went to audiobooks. And I went and typed in "mere Christendom. It's not there. So oh. until I can't read it until it's is read on, to me. <laughs> you said that's on
0: iTunes. It's not, not yet. Oh, okay. I know it's on Audible. So maybe, it, uh, like, maybe. No kidding. So there is an audio book of it. There is an audio. I saw people posting oh, about it the other day. Yeah.
1: Nice. I'm gonna have to yep. do some more. Oh, failure, Logan. Come on, man. Yeah. So well, it's all you right. guys. It's not that I don't know how to read. It's just that I don't know how to read. So. Uh, I no. drive around a lot, so audiobooks really help with driving.
0: Yeah, I mean, Logan was driving, reading a book in his hands for a long time, and that uh, that just didn't really – It was. I told him it wasn't the safest thing for him to be doing. I said, you should probably <laughs> probably listen to it on audio and not try to read while you're driving. Um, so uh, All the mailboxes so, uh, I've hit throughout my life. So here's uh, here's an interesting thing that, that's happened recently. It re- recently came out that uh, The Chosen TV show – uh, has, there was a uh, I think there was a behind the scenes video that was shown about the cast and the crew of The Chosen mm-hmm. and um, one someone, uh, internet sleuth, spotted a pride flag during uh, one of those uh, video shots. I oh, know yeah, the and guy who plays
1: Jesus, he's gay affirming.
0: We I didn't know that, we could probably get to that, but so they showed the um, this pride flag came up Someone traced it back to it's the cameraman apparently that is on the set uh, that is Mm. uh, a homosexual married to a man. They they kind of you know dug up some of the stuff, and of course you've got lots of different sides of this conversation. You have some people uh, defending the chosen, saying, uh, "Hey, you know, there are non Christians that work on this Christian show. Yeah, Uh, it is a reality." There are there are some on the other side that that say that uh, the fact that this show would allow a pride flag at one of their, you know, at the actual filming of this show that is supposed to glorify God. It's supposed to be about Jesus um, to to have that on display and then on display to the point where it was noticed by people online. Uh, So it's not just like it's a closed set. Nobody's there nobody has the chance to see it so it's just whatever it's between the crew and itself. instead it made it to the internet and now uh, you know it's being called into question and I believe that the chosen show um, Angel Studios did make a statement um, let me see if I can actually try to find that if I can
1: so why do people get so like hey this
0: is a Christian thing only Christians can be a part of it. Well, I mean, in in some respects, I mean, I, I agree. I think that ultimately, when you are a business owner, I mean, you, you of course you have you have the rights to hire who you want. To, to have a standard for your um, the, your employees that you are that you are, um, especially if you're a private business or whatever. Um, so I do understand that. Uh, I think that. It is a little bit silly to think that there aren't sinners on a set of a television or show. Or un, unregenerate people as well. Right. Right. Um, right. So that could very well be, you know, the thing. I think I think the issue, if I were to really take a hard stance on this, my issue would, would ultimately be that uh, it, it seems that this video or this picture that came out Uh, appears to be or at least comes across as an endorsement from the studio because Mm. it is something that is is on set of a Christian of a show that is supposed to glorify God. So what are what? Yeah. What are you thinking? I mean, you've already kind of shown us a little bit of what you're thinking.
1: Um, So the uh, by the way, I think I misspoke. I'm not sure if the guy that plays Jesus is actually gay affirming. But right before we went on set. Um, I pulled up YouTube in order to share the link to Facebook, um, and that was the first video on the thing. Um, who's that guy? You like? Uh, what's his mm, name? Ruslan. Yeah, Ruslan was like, uh, okay, uh, commenting on it, right, um, or doing his take on it. So I haven't had an actual chance to see it. But here's the thing: um, I think if you're a Christian organization, I don't, I don't think that flag should be anywhere on your, on your property, right? Um, I think that flag stands for. Uh, things that are very uh, anti-antithetical to the gospel, right? Sure. Uh, Anti-Christ. They are – it is a cult, um, and that flag is their emblem. Uh, Now, having people who uh, are a part of that community work there, that's fine. But displaying their – their that's like having somebody in the KKK come up, and he's wearing his cape, right? (laughs) Right. You know what I mean? Right like he's he yeah this guy works for the KKK. Like he's a part of the KKK. yeah I mean he it, works here uh sure. you know but he's not going to wear his cape here you know
0: there like doesn't it, need it, to be an expression of one's sexual preferences at work anyway yeah that's a good point i mean if if you you can't hang pornography in public i think that that there are laws against that my, um, my
1: sexuality is my identity though true
0: well, that right. Is, that's that exactly is. how the, I am that's, that. that. That's how they continue to, to think that they're winning. But yeah, that's, yeah, <laughs> okay. that's true.
1: I, I, um, I just, uh, that flag, I, if I was, if I was a part of Angel Studios, like, hey, you know, do what you want, be who you are. We, we, we hired you because of your talent. You're very talented. Um, right. But that, that flag cannot be here um, because this organization stands for something completely outside of that. That that flag represents hate
0: so it does so this is the uh this is the response i was looking for it as you were talking uh this is what angel studios had to say uh and quote uh, just like with our hundreds of cast and crew who have different beliefs uh or no belief at all than we do uh we will look we will work with anyone on our show who helps us to portray or honor the authentic jesus seems like a contradiction uh we ask that audiences let the show speak for itself and focus on the message not the messenger because we will always let you down um and that is end quote for what they had to say so uh it it does appear that one of the cast members have come out in support uh you know calling this person uh an, an lgbtq brother uh, this is one of the people that plays uh, is an actor on the show. Mm-hmm. It's not the G's. It's not the guy that. It's not Jonathan Rumi, the guy that plays Jesus, but it is. It is one of the individuals that plays a recurring role on there. So, um, I think it sets. I think it sets a bad precedent. I I think it's. Uh, I think it's towing a line. I, I think you have to be all in or or not at all.
1: Um, well, so it'd be discrimination to not hire somebody who's obviously right. qualified based on their sexual orientation. Right? right that's discrimination. And potentially, right. there's a chance that on the set, uh, that, you know, the Holy Spirit has already regenerated the heart and the seed is planted and the conviction hits, right? Sure. Um, and that person comes to faith. Right? So... Higher, higher due to talent and, and merit and ability to do the job and sure. work ethics. However, separation of, of that within the workplace, I think it's very simple,
0: right? Yeah, there should be, if, if anything, I think the workplace should be neutral in this case, that it's um, a Christian television show.
1: Well, so it wouldn't be neutral, right? Because we're obviously, as the as the as the as the company, we set ground rules and guidelines. Right. We represent X. Anything that represents something that is antithetical to X can't be here, right? Fair, right? Fair. Like the the symbols, the emblems, right? The person. I have right. no. I have. I have no issue with gay people, right? I have everything wrong with the lgbtq cult as it is
0: it would be i would say it would be very similar to if a person um you know had a a tattoo of a of a person of a naked woman or something and the workplace like chick-fil-a for example uh just said hey you need to wear long sleeves or you need to cover that up when you're working here like we're not going to say you can't work here but we are going to say that because we have a standard and something to present um, anything that does go against that, just like what you said, should be disallowed. Um, I think that's reasonable. And so I think that's ultimately where I fall on this is, and you, you really kind of brought it to the surface for me is it, I fall on that side where it is, um, it is an expression of one sexuality. It's not, it's not appropriate for the workplace. Uh, and, uh, I would say a workplace anywhere any expression of sexuality should not be appropriate um, but also the these it is counter to the idea of of Christ and what he died for to celebrate the thing that he died for um, and to allow someone to celebrate the thing that your Lord and Savior died for uh, op- openly on a project that is trying to glorify Christ it just I don't think it was well thought through. And I think that the, the response could have remained the same as in, uh, we, we hire all kinds of people, whatever, whatever. However, we should have been more cautious as to uh, allowing people to express or represent various, uh, things about their personal lives in a, in a public sphere. Yeah. So I
1: think, uh, legally they probably have themselves in like kind of a bind, um, and I I don't I don't believe right now right without any additional details that mm. that person purposely did not allow that flag to fly while doing this behind the scenes filming right right um, yeah and if that means they're they so like are they constantly walking around with this this emblem right are they showing? wearing.
0: Right. Like, are they carrying this flag with them like on their shoulders as they're walking around? the, the Or set? did
1: you did you just know that? Hey, which is everything is scheduled. Right. I've been on I've been on sets before. I, I know how detailed it is. Everything is scheduled. Hey, we're doing a behind the scenes uh, clip this day. And right. sure enough, on that Thursday, I decided to bring my 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 banner of my pride banner.
0: Yeah, exactly. You you wouldn't do that anywhere. You wouldn't do that if it was saying uh, a profanity. You wouldn't allow that, you know, unless you were trying to purposefully get a message out. Sorry, I'm looking something up. I'm going to try to see if I can find a picture of it and show you because it is a photo. Um, did a search for chosen gay pride flag. (laughs) yeah man here it is i found it so this is the photo um you'll notice that well that's not helpful you see you see where it is there that's on the back of the camera gear that's if you look further on the set you can see like how big the photo is itself but that's this is what surfaced Mm. it's a little like yeah it's like a little July Fourth style yard flag, kind of, you know. Um, but yeah, so and if, sorry if you guys are just listening, it you can just Google the picture. It's, it's not too hard to find. Um, gotcha. So yeah, so that uh, I felt that like that was a little interesting. Um, it also came out that uh, Chick Fil A has been uh, involved the, with the. DEI program for now. I think for the last at least ten years. DEI, um, yeah, the Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion program. So if you don't know, for people who don't know what that is, if if you don't know what it is, um, it's essentially it's a it's a it's a think tank group, like an advocacy group, that gives a score to businesses uh, based upon how well they conform to diversity equity and inclusion so Mm -hmm. and I don't know the details I think it may be something along the lines of how many gay people how many trans people how many black how many whatever do you have working at your company do you have any specific rules uh how often do you promote diversity equity and inclusion Uh,
1: this is my problem with the whole pride thing and none of that matters Mm. none of that matters. Like, I mean, there are not, there is no slave or free, no male or female in Christ Jesus. Right. None of that matters. There's no Jew, Gentile, no barbarian. It's just believers and non believers, man. And we try to get along together. Not a cow man. That makes me so mad.
0: So in a theonomy, there would be no diversity, equity, or inclusion program because (laughs) the entire standard of a theonomy is that diverse people exist um equity is uh is equity is the thing where equality is like everybody's equal but equity is like everybody gets the same thing what's the what's equity again
1: access to resources right so um me and lebron james should share the same amount of wealth even though Uh, we are not equal in any way me and lebron james are not equal right? Just right. because we're, we're equal in, in worth, right? As, as human beings. Um, uh, but he has more talent, physical structure. Sure, uh, he, he's, we're not equal, right? Yeah. <laughs> so we don't deserve the same equity. Bill Gates doesn't owe me anything. Right. Right. And that's, that's the whole move for equity.
0: Right. Gotcha. So the, 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 it's it's more about an equal opportunity for all people than it is about making all people the same when it comes to wealth and you know all that stuff.
1: Yeah, good a good uh, book for you guys all to read would be uh, Fault Lines by Bodie Bachum. Yeah, he does a whole. I need chapter to reread on, that again. Yeah, he does a whole chapter on the whole equity movement and the difference between equity and equality.
0: Yeah. Um, so yeah, so Chick Fil A. Uh, apparently, the more and more people are talking about that. The North Face also used a transgender, um, a man, uh, in drag. Sorry, a man in drag to uh, promote their North Face product, which I thought was like an isn't North Face like isn't that like an outdoors outdoorsy kind of like camping hiking sort of mm-hmm. company? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess broke. Back Isn't Bud Light like
1: that a? a, a... <laughs> it's so subtle. You just threw that in there, <laughs> and you're not gonna laugh.
0: It's nice. <laughs> I mean, you didn't
1: do that on purpose.
0: <laughs> it just came to me, sir. <laughs> but good. yeah, Bud Bud Light has been uh, really struggling too now because they've they're down. I believe the last I checked, it was at about a loss of a 20 billion about 20 billion dollars yeah that says something um, american
1: people are tired of it right? target has T- been target down. lost 10 million
0: over yeah, the weekend i i think it's up to 18.6 now i think the last time Good. i checked so you know target there since. no uh we we haven't either in fact uh when i preached this sunday uh we were talking the the message was on second peter three Mm-hmm. And it's talking about the last days. And then in, in light of the last days, Peter asks, so what ought a people ought we to be? And so I, I took an opportunity to um, compare, and compare, you know, well, to, to motivate people to stand firm on the truth, mm. to abhor evil, to cling to what is good. And then I, I, I used the example of these boycotts that have been going on and I mentioned what had been happening around that uh, to, to show what wickedness is doing and how wickedness is being portrayed, and, and people need to be aware. And I think the church is a place for people to be aware of where there is evil, and uh, that enables us to be able to stand stronger against it when we stand together. And so uh, I brought up Target, Coles, um, the Dodgers, and Bud Light, as an example of when Christians, you know, act and, and, uh, stand on the truth, then we can do things. And so, um, and that was just one part of the message. It wasn't all about that. So I did send it to you if you ever have a chance to, I love getting feedback on it. So yeah, you'll get it. You'll get it. I got a three page paper on it right now. Perfect. (laughs) Perfect.
1: I got to send it through chat, chat GPT. Yeah. yeah. they'll like fix it up for me.
0: One one of our, our good friends uh, at the church, um, she had recent she had asked me. Um, she's very interested in Calvinism, and uh, she or at least to understand it. Maybe I don't know mm-hmm. if she's interested in it herself, but she's trying to wrap her head around it. And uh, so I told her that I had been on Mike the True Christian Podcast three or four weeks ago. Um, was invited on to uh, to. Explain it, teach it a little bit, and so uh, I shared her that video, and I guess she shared it with some other people in the church, which I thought was cool. Um, but uh, she gave, tried to give me a hard time after my after my sermon on Sunday. She said, uh, "She said I sure heard a couple a couple Armenian things that you said there in that <laughs> sermon." And
1: I, hey, I, I said. Preach like an Armenian, sleep like a Calvinist. sleep
0: like a Calvinist. I I said uh, I said yeah. I said uh, what was it? You know what did I say? And she's like, oh, I don't remember. I was like, oh, okay, so it must have been pretty pretty important there. Um, <laughs> but uh, no, they're a they're a great couple. He's actually her husband's one of the elders, uh, and she serves. Uh, she's got a heart of gold. She serves on uh, in the custodial team uh, at the church. She organizes a lot of the the greeting and the welcoming committee because we had a staff meeting tonight and it's really fascinating being on the side of it to see really what goes into the operations of a church yeah uh, and yeah. i think it's a I lot, think a lot of people, people it people is take it for granted yeah I, I people i wish people did know more about what goes on behind the scenes because uh, I, i'd say the majority of our church is volunteers um, i don't think the elders are paid i think the pastor is paid uh, and i think our our worship Leader is paid, uh, but aside from that, I don't. I don't think that anybody else in the church. Maybe, maybe our children's ministry so, something there may be paid too. But, uh, yeah. but anyway, you know, we we have a security team at our church. We have a a, a rotating uh, roster of of men that have concealed carry permits and have some sort of security or law enforce law enforcement background that yeah. volunteer. Uh, so every service we have uh, we have armed concealed folks at our church uh in addition to we we so we have a rule in our church we have a a bylaw in our church that if you um you you can you can carry at the church but you need to have a letter you need to inform the pastor and the pastor can you know give you permission to do so or not And, and the reason for that is and people don't think about this a lot but um if you have a if you have a something happen where there is a weapon or a somebody is getting hurt firearms. and a necessity for firearms, mm-hmm. um, you want to, you don't want a rogue person that doesn't know who else is armed in the church to get confused or be mistaken as a, a perpetrator. So, you know, like there's a lot of training that goes into people don't think I don't, you know, I don't think they realize how much uh, churches really prepare for that and the schedules and the planning and uh, set up and tear down. I mean, there's there's a lot and there's a lot of, uh, of pieces to make a church move.
1: Yeah, I yeah. think there is a, a, a lot of a lot of that is born from the consumerism of America and then us being seeker sensitive. Right. We want to. Oh yeah. So so we put a lot of burden on people with talents and people with ability for time hacks and organization and and those people really take lead roles, and then they just get beat down by different uh, either con- congregational members or uh, seekers who are coming to churches and it's just like they get they get overworked 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 like I I remember one day the pastor st- <laughs> I'll never forget this guy man he he did. With that, with, in such a little amount of time in college this man made a huge impact in my life he stood yeah. up and stopped his whole sermon like at, right at the end and he goes I gotta talk to all of you about something it is, it is unfair to me as your pastor for me to clean up this place every Sunday I, it, is, it is y'all's responsibility as much as it is mine to take care of this place Absolutely. Like, I cannot effectively serve and shepherd all of you if you have me cleaning up. Uh, and I mean, he had he had examples for everything.
0: Yeah, It, must, it probably he looks said, like a said, movie said, theater
1: afterwards. Oh, man, it was because it, 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 it was a college town. Right. So hmm.
0: um,
1: but uh, I mean, he he basically told me I'm not cleaning anymore. You hmm. are. And sure enough, we got up and we cleaned that day because it was an act of obedience. It was an act of worship that we're taking care of the Lord's house. It was, he, he called us out and we, we accepted blame for where we were wrong. Um, but he he did it boldly too. Like this man wasn't like one of those like dominant leadership types, you know, he, he just, yeah. this is, this is going to stop now. And well, we were just like, whoa.
0: And that's, you're, you're absolutely right. It's a, <laughs> it's a consumer culture we have we've lost the sense of family and sense of obligation to others especially in the church mm. um mm-hmm. and maybe i'm saying that just speaking out of my own cuz like i have i'm really seeing now i mean, such a difference in when you you open yourself up to relationships with people but not only that but consider these people to be true brothers and sisters these are not just people that i that i get to see only once a week um and if if that is the case that's fine but i need to be more intentional to get to know them when when the time in the time that i i get a chance to right yeah um and you know you remember me talking two weeks ago about how uh, i've been trying to be more purposeful in meeting with some of the men in my church yeah and it's really it's had a it's had a great impact uh, on me on, you know, I don't, I I hope it's impacting them good as well, but um, I got to meet with another gentleman this week and uh, man, you guys play,
1: you guys play chess or
0: the sweetest guy. We went for coffee. We went for coffee. (laughs) That's kind of the thing that I do. Um, And uh, he just, the sweetest guy. Um, You bought him a tall, well, he doesn't like coffee. He actually uh, he got himself a tea, and uh, he he was he was in the he was in the army in Vietnam. Nice, and uh, had a lot of things to talk about. But you know he he's really suffering too. He's never gotten the help that he needs for some of the things mm. that he had to do in Vietnam, and at his age, that's a lot of years that he's had to deal with this. That he's not really either gotten professional help or processed it properly. Um, but he, you know, he's, he was emotional for a good part of, I mean, and we were just talking, like, I, I just wanted to hear his story. Like, tell me about you. How'd you get to the church? How do you, you know, tell me about your life. And man, there were moments where he just got overwhelmed with emotion and it was like, oh man, like, you haven't processed this, brother. You haven't yeah. processed it. You haven't had a person to hear you. Like it just would, broke my heart, man. Would you say that he's on the psych level or the Christian counseling level? And that's a good he, question. Has he
1: spoke to the pastor about it? I mean, what I'm saying is this: is that, that's this, a good question. Has question the too. trauma caused a mental disconnect that mm. he can't deal with without some kind of um, therapy?
0: Or no, he seems functional. I think
1: he needs biblical, counseling. Biblical counseling.
0: Biblical counseling, yeah. probably assurance in the Lord. I think that's a big one too. Mm. Probably just needs to have his faith increased, uh, and 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 built up in that way. Um, that typically helps, you know. And and understanding also, I think really, and I'll say this as the Calvinist, but I think embracing God's sovereignty will change a lot of the way that you view life yeah, it does. and um, and so um, it, it's a stress reliever or a stress relief in some way mm-hmm. um, okay so we're 31 minutes in we've covered a bunch of stuff but i really want to get to actually the the bulk of the topic tonight so that we don't uh, lose any time on this so this is how this is the conversation um, I, I texted logan i said hey man i'm going to ask you about surrogacy And uh, I want to know your, at least, you know, what are your thoughts? Is there a biblical, uh, a biblical um, uh, acceptance of it? Is it, is there something in the Bible that, that is not, you know, that is against that? Uh, Let's talk it through because today um, I watched a video and it was from live action, you know, the, the group that does anti-abortion stuff Uh, and apparently they're dipping their toes into the surrogacy thing and they're, they're talking about, you know, they're, they're saying things like um, children are not products. Women's Correct. wombs are not products. Uh, we cannot we, – we should not be interacting or exchanging human life like it is a, uh, a, mer- a piece of merchandise. And that's kind of – that was ultimately what they were saying. And at first, bro, I, I was like, wait a second. This is – surrogacy's fine. Like, I had never really heard this position before. And, um, and and to be honest with you, I hadn't thought it through, which is why I asked you, and I think it'd be fun to kind of uh, hash it out a little bit here. Yeah. But my first thought was, well, what about Hagar? What about Abraham and Hagar? And so I thought to myself, like, okay, so I started to process it, and I started to walk through it hermeneutically, not just... Oh, it you know it happens in the Bible, so it's allowed for everyone, sort of thing, right? And <laughs> if so that's
1: the case. I'm gonna go seventy-five concubines.
0: Right. So see how
1: that turns out for me.
0: Exactly. Exactly. So um, so I started to I st- I was gonna write out a tweet. I was re- gonna reply to this video that I saw, but I actually I before I sent it, I read it back, and I was like, I'm not confident in my position on this. I I don't actually know. I don't actually think that it's, I don't immediately think it's biblical anymore um, because I reckoned that like, okay, well it was, yes, it was culturally something that happened during the time that Abraham and Sarah were alive. It was something that the other nations were doing. So acceptable in the rest, you know, in their neighbor's eyes. So they wouldn't have been judged about it or whatever, you know, how we'd look at it today. However, there was no provision given by God for it, and so I had Ooh. to really – Are you, sh- I, you sure about that? Well, well – I mean obviously not when you're going to ask me that, but I, uh, <laughs> what I, what I should – let me clarify my statement. Um, in the case of, of Abraham and Sarah, there was no um, – God did not tell Abraham to go get Hagar pregnant. Correct. So um, and so, I had to take a whole b- bunch of w- ways that I had been thought thinking about this and actually process it. So I asked the question on Twitter, and I started to get some responses from some people, um, and Ooh, some I agree some, with. What are some of the responses? Sure. Well, I will get actually. That's I was cool, going to yeah. pull them up, and I'll I'll get to them. But I want to. I would actually like if yeah. you would open open up with kind of your uh, process through this.
1: Uh, I had to. I had to kind of walk myself through this a while back when, uh, um, I started taking a really hard stance against abortion. Um, mm. it used to be, so in seventh grade we had like a debate day. Um, and yep. one of the topics was abortion. I remember, uh, just getting crushed by these girls in class about uh, abortion being healthcare and all this other stuff. And, um, I just kind of like accepted. I was like, oh, I'm they, they were so passionate, you know, in a seventh, as a seven year old or a seventh grader, I was like, ah, maybe, seven uh, year old. maybe nowadays, maybe, maybe I was wrong. Like maybe I yeah. am wrong. Right. Um, and so I kind of walked through most of my life with that kind of demeanor, just being very passive. Uh, and then obviously like, uh, um, the whole miscarriages, me and my wife went through and, um, and just everything that went, went on and, uh, I kind of started realizing like that this is a this is a human being at conception, sure um, and so that because it wouldn't make sense to grieve a miscarriage if it's not a baby till it's born or takes its first breath right uh, which was inconsistent um so that was you know that was back before we had our first daughter and then I started you know obviously taking taking that argument further openly having discussions. And I remember a woman asking me like, well, if, if abortion's so wrong, then why, why are you okay with IVF? Um, you know, they, they, they kill millions of babies all the time because they, they create conception occurs. Um, but not all they, most of them get thrown out, right? They get thrown yeah. away. Um, so those are, if, if, if life begins at conception, then those are human beings that are actually being, farm
0: i'm glad you brought up ivf because we i spoke to a person about this too and i I hadn't really thought through the ivf position either so keep going this is good
1: so so we are taking godly matters into our own hands right so natural law natural order of things Uh, god designed adam and eve he didn't design Hagar to be a part of Abraham's process, right? Of, for the the child of the promise, um, and it was actually a lack of faith uh, that allowed him to be uh, convinced um, to to move forward with Hagar, right? So um, it was it was the faithlessness of Sarah that convinced Abraham to just move forward and and take Hagar as his uh, uh, with you know to to conceive with her. Yeah, yeah. Um so so that obviously is not the natural order that God and that's why I asked you are you sure about that because God had designed one man, one woman, right? He's he's made us monogamous for a reason. Um we share our most of our love and uh joy and intimacy together when we are um vulnerable and one with one one person where we can give all our love to that one person, right? Um yeah so we are taking matters into our own hands when we do surrogacy right so we have technology that allows us to do so um, so if you are somebody who is barren and you are and i and i say this with love i really do because i know a lot of people and i like i you, well when i sent you that text you're like don't give me the answer yet but i had already sent it i don't i don't condemn people for this and i don't i, I don't even I try not to even get into a conversation about it unless it's, you know, presented. Um, but I will take a hard stance and say you should not do this as believers. Uh, now, if you do do it, then, I mean, it's your life. Do what you want. Um, but you are, you, if, if if your womb has been closed by the Lord, or if your seed has been closed by the Lord, then it's closed, right? And so you, you, you need to accept that, mm. right? There's there's kids that need to be adopted. We need reform in our foster care system. Um, now, can you accept it? I mean, most of the time, when you're going through surrogacy, you won't. You selfishly want your own child. You don't want to adopt a baby. Um, I don't. I think God gave you a desire to. So for that person, right, God has given them a desire to be a mother or a father. Um, but it's it's waiting on His timing and His. You also take away from this. Just hit me. You take away from the opportunity for God to perform a miracle in your life, right? And some people say, "Well, the surrogacy or the IVF was the miracle." But the reality is, is how much you say, "Say your womb has been closed for 30 years, and finally you have a baby." Mm-hmm. Right? That's that, that is an absolute miracle. Well, you let me to, well, you cheapen so, that by implementing a different means at which you have a child.
0: So let me push back on that a little bit go for it um do you think that in order to be consistent oh actually and i i'm, I'm actually don't know what your position is on this but um what about for vasectomies mm. uh
1: so vody Bachmann actually changed my opinion on this
0: <laughs> okay uh
1: i i don't think we should get them
0: okay so that's at least consistent with the the surrogacy thing so then if, if your argument is about not changing what God has set in motion, what would you be consistent with that same position on cancer and cancer surgery and why or why not?
1: Mm, Yeah. So now we're, we're, now we're moving into the realm of like um, we have a, like for example, marijuana, we have a plant, God put it here. Why right. not use it for the, the benefits or the effects that it gives? Uh, that's, that's, there are several people um, who, for example, I have a gentleman who goes to my fitness class right now. Uh, Mr. Greg said that uh, genetically he's more than likely going to have kidney failure and be put on dialysis. Okay. Uh, and he said after watching his grandfather suffer with it, after watching his father suffer through dialysis – he refuses to go through that and just end his life early, right? Um, so let's let's play the cancer thing out. I right? I don't know what I would do hmm. um, to it, to to live as Christ to die as gain. Right? That actually for the like person who's dying of cancer that means something. Right? They're very like it, it is very tangible in that moment. So if I die of cancer, I get to be with the Lord. But I'm. do I want to selfishly hold on to this life, potentially get treatment? Is my time done yet? It'd be better for me to stay, as Paul tells the Philippians, like, you oh, uh, it'd be better for me to stay for your benefit. Um, mm-hmm. Should we be using modern medicine to heal us? I think so. Um, depends, right? So what is the person's heart? And same so thing with surrogacy, and this is why I don't break up a, a problem with it, like where I'm mm. going to fight and say you're not a real believer, you have a lack of faith. I would never say that to somebody, uh, right. unless it's very apparent and they need correction, right? Sure, um, sure. But if if the context is because I just want a baby and I deserve a baby and I should have a baby, says right. who? Says gotcha. who? You? And if you right. say I and deserve then... to live, I need right. to live. Oh, I think
0: yeah, that's tough, man, because. I mean.
1: Our heart matters so much in our decisions. It really does. Are we, I think the Holy Spirit gives us the the necessity to make those decisions when it's time.
0: But is it not. Go ahead
1: and take the, go ahead and take the chemo. And you're at peace with it and you feel it and you're like, okay. I
0: mean, but, okay, so, but for me, I I think that like my heart going into that would be like, this is an option for me. However, if, if I don't, if I succumb to the chemo and or ultimately some succumb to the cancer, that's still the Lord's will. And so I would accept that, Hey, I'm going to, I'm just going to try this as a way to uh, relieve some stress and some pain of that. My body may be going through with the cancer but ultimately relying that if i don't get healed from it that that is the lord's will. And so i i see what you're saying about the the idea of like i need a kid, i deserve a kid. Um i you know i'm going to i'm going to do everything i can to have a kid. Especially now, I, it just at least in the sense of like when there are children to be adopted there yeah. is the possibility for that like if your heart is for children use the means that for children who don't have homes i think that is a biblical thing taking care of widows and orphans right. that would fall into that right and and i do want to point out that oh, go ahead i didn't mean to interrupt your train of thought well i guess it just it's like i can't i can't wrap my head around thinking that like any life that is created is not a good thing and valuable. Like even if that was in the, the case of my wife's eggs, my sperm, but being implanted into mm-hmm. another person's womb in order for them to bear the child. Now, what I think I could take a hard stance on is the, the simple idea of we're going to pay you to have a baby. And we're just gonna buy that baby from you. Like, there's no like, it, like if a if a two gay men want to just buy a baby from a woman and take it and raise it, I would be opposed to that because a, it's against the natural order of God anyway. So I wouldn't yeah. support that and advocate for it.
1: I, but my, my wife's cousin has is a surrogate woman. Like that's what she does uh, for a living, along with oh, photography. Oh, more and than she, once. Oh yeah, for multiple uh, gay couples, she's had. Uh, she's she's given birth to their babies. Um,
0: There's more be than a two. Attached
1: to that. So, but here's the thing, right? And uh, let's not compare like getting medicine for sustaining life, right? Okay. I the, I, I do want to point out that these are a false equivalency, right? One is one is to preserve okay. your life. You're dying. Okay. The other one is not a necess- necessity. One is. One is a necessity okay. to sustain, life. the other one is not. Right? the other one is selfish. Right, it is based on your desires for X. Right, like I'm not gonna lie, when I found out I was having a daughter versus a boy, oh, there's a little mm. selfishness there attached to that like, ah, oh, I'm not gonna have a son. And then mm. when I found out I was having another girl, I was like, wow, if I, if I don't have a boy, my family name is gonna, it's gonna end with me. Mm. Like, like that really, that really hit me. I was like, wow. Yeah, like, but my lineage isn't like my children will continue, right? right. And my legacy will hopefully continue, right? Um, but uh,
0: that was a selfish thought there for a second. Like I want sure. this family to continue, you know? But uh, I think that's isn't that biblical though for the for the, the named generations? Uh, I mean, I like it. Uh, no, I'm, I'm still back. here. Hello. Did I feel I like you, you froze. There we go. Is it me? Good to go. It might be you. Brower Bufu. Hey, thanks for coming in and watching, man. Uh, Taking a child away from its mother is devastating to the mother, surrogate or not. Yeah, that's a valid, I think that's a a great and valid point as well. Um, And I I think what's in the video that spawned this, I'm going to have Logan, I'm going to drop him out from the stream for a second. Uh, Logan, once you're, back uh here i'm going to bring you out of the stream just for a moment until you come back uh once you're back i'll get you in here when i can see you moving around again on that side Uh, but anyway no you um the video that i watched i think it was chloe kardashian i think is the one um who had paid a woman to be a surrogate and and birth her child and she makes a comment there he is. She makes a comment about uh, not feeling connected to the baby. And so one thing in this video, this is what spurned it. It was Kim Kardashian was talking about how, when she was pregnant, she felt that she had a connection with her child in her womb. Mm-hmm. And because Chloe and her husband got a surrogate she was experiencing some remorse because she's like i don't know what that feels like and so when she, when they got their baby from this woman that was that that housed the baby essentially um she was like i didn't feel that connection with the baby i didn't feel that motherly connection and so i think and that that's that seems like that's a a divine spark that it, the well, lord does it, it, so like think about that that
1: is a natural instinct that a mother goes through right like when rachel was pregnant she probably felt like you feel something moving inside of you
0: i can never know what it's like to carry one of my children inside of me for nine months (laughs)
1: what i mean i I can't like like you like there's another heartbeat in there
0: and there's subtle
1: your body subconsciously the same way it subconsciously breathes whenever it needs to is feeling those vibrations and those movements of that heartbeat you know (laughs) So, it it like it, obviously it's outside of the natural order of how
0: things are supposed to occur, and there's going to be some consequences to that, you know? Um, yeah. Well, and then, and in addition to what our what our viewer said, he said, uh, you know, it's it's also devastating to the mother, and like think about that loss that that woman will feel after this child has been grown up in her womb womb for nine months and then is gone, hmm. and raised by someone else like I that's almost abortive in that sense it's that same loss you you you're not raising this child that you carried, that that you grew in your body it's interesting
1: yeah um, so I would say that that is part of that whole exploitation and uh, um, objectification right that there's concerns Hmm. raised about the potential of exploiting uh, the surrogate mother uh, exploiting the money that it's for um, and then kind of taking this like idea of womb for hire and then, additionally, you're like mm. adding to this whole. Um, um, oh, what was I going to say? I Kind of lost thought.
0: Room ah, for hire. It.
1: Yeah, I lost it. Okay,
0: well, that's okay. That happens. Yeah. There's all, come, always stuff to me. that comes up. Come to me. <laughs> so, uh, some of the conversations, and, and so, and I actually brought this up with Rachel because we were both talking about it too. Uh, I. She always listens to our podcast, so it'll be interesting after she works tomorrow uh, what if her opinion changes because uh, as of right now, I think she's more on, on at least a pro side to it. But I don't know that she's thought it through, and I, I know that I haven't really thought it through uh, as much it, even in this conversation that we're having now.
1: Yeah, it came to me. Go ahead. Me. So you so got like it. The whole, like, so here's like the, this idea that we're farming children. so the IVF like you can create multiple uh we we can literally farm children right especially if life begins the matrix yeah um yeah you're you're just you're farming these children out like I can go ahead and take this obligation that I'm supposed to have as a woman uh, bearing this child and just give it out to somebody else and then take it back I nothing about that says hey this is natural but here, here's the thing also, like, and I, I really want to point this out to people. If there's somebody in your congregation that is doing this, let them go through the consequences of, 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 of the things that are going to occur. One, you don't have the connection with the child. You didn't really experience it. Um, that all children, and I, you said this earlier, Drew, when a child is born, I don't see any way that being a bad thing. At right. I, right. I get Regardless of who they grow up or whatever they grow up to be, God is sovereign. So if that person goes and uses a surrogate to do that, God has already ordained, or at a minimum, has um, allowed for this human being to come into existence, of which he knit right. together in that surrogate womb. Yes. Right? Regardless if it was supposed to happen or not. For example, Hagar, the Ishmaelites… That grew up from Ishmael's like his lineage. Not only did God bless his family, right? He also was given twelve princes. Right? Mm. He was given a mighty nation because of what he promised to Abraham. So he kept the promise mm. and gave those things to Ishmael, right? But additionally, Correct. additionally, God used them to lead Joseph into Egypt. Mm. It was his grandchildren or his descendants that led Joseph into egypt so what you meant for evil god meant for good mm. right and it cl- including hagar and the whole process with hagar right the, the, if that would have never happened they would have left joseph in that hole but god mm. used them as a means to get joseph into egypt to get them out of the pestilence right god is sovereign right. over it all right so yeah. it, like we if you're condemning somebody and Right, uh, put, putting somebody down in your church who's struggling with this really wants a child of their own, of their own blood with the person that they love, I, I, I say shame on you for taking such a hard stance.
0: Yeah. No, that's good. And But these are things that we should be thinking through and talking about as believers, um, and especially if we, if we have to come to a point where we as a nation are making laws. We're uh, voting for laws that affect this sort of thing. Uh, if we believe in the a post-millennial view, we have to work out these things because these will these will remain long after we're here uh, in the later stages of the church. You know, so. These are good conversations to have. I want to bring up a couple comments that are coming through. And again, guys, thank you for joining. I don't recognize either of these names, so it looks like they're new uh, viewers, and I'm really glad to have you guys here. I think maybe encouragement briefs may have been here before, but um, they say, uh, my concern is if there is an IVF procedure for the surrogate, there are babies that are fertilized eggs frozen. Uh, If they are destroyed, that is equal to abortion. I mean, yeah, I mean... in order to be consistent, we believe that life begins at conception, and so if there is a frozen fertilized egg, that is life, that already is life. Um, it's out. It's not. It's not housed in its proper place, uh, and so it, you know, without that, it will not be able to to grow and develop. But it is we, – we need to be consistent on all points of this. And so and this is also a hard conversation that Christians are going to have to have um, because I think the most important thing we as Christians can do on any stance that is political is to be consistent. We have to be consistent on our stances. So did you – was there anything you wanted to add to that, Logan?
1: No, yeah, absolutely. So I, I kind of alluded to this earlier that uh, yeah. at conception – that's a that's a human being so therefore we're farming children right and we're taking matters into our own hands um so i absolutely would say that 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 is something that we should stand against uh we should teach versus be activists about in the church right we should just explain here and have debates and conversations about it just like the church Absolutely. is currently finally talking about the ottoman right like we're just bringing yeah. it to to the attention of uh, of of christendom 2.0 right so yeah um it's, it, these I've... are these we're going to continue to encounter these things as technology as technology advances i wish i had the website for you man they gave it to us in seminary it was it was so good it was a It's a website about the ethics, uh, uh, scientific ethics in Christianity, right? So it's Mm. like, you know, what to do about IVF? What what is a biblical response to these things? And it had arguments for both sides, you know? Um, And it it helped you kind of come together, like, what is an ethical understanding of this? Uh, A Christian, a a biblical ethics uh, behind it. Sure, sure. So I, I, uh, what's the next one say?
0: Uh, so Br- Brower uh, Bufu says, uh, "What if an IVFing, uh, if IVFing a surrogate ends in an ectopic pregnancy and the surrogate dies, would you be responsible?" Mm, that's
1: a good one. It's interesting. I, so I guess I'm, in I'm the sense you're like, not responsible, right? They, they right. kind of sign over their body, uh, right, and the consequences of yeah, that. Yeah,
0: I'm sure that there's some legalese written in there that has like, if worst case scenario, but 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 let's. But what about in the sense of uh, a, a biblical principle attached to that? You know, is that a, is that a, a sin? Is that considered to be murder because you put an egg in a person that it didn't belong in and they died? Are you committing murder? Or should you be? Is it necessary to repent of that? I mean, so I, I so I, I hold the view that surrogacy is sinful. Right. Because I think
1: that uh, the only reason you would want that is because you're, you're having a selfish desire to do that. Um, yeah. However, if if it results in the death of an individual, that was their their choice to be a participant in that. And I think you're all kind of a participant in it. Right. All, all three of you um, are involved yeah. in the decision making of going down this road. Um, so it I mean, that, that's. It, that, well, so it can't fertilize. It can't end in ectopic pregnancy, though, if it's a IVF, right? It's already no. Yeah, it gets I don't put, know enough. So this about isn't it. Po- this isn't possible, right? So I, it's not getting stuck in the fallopian tube because it's it's being inserted into the
0: uterus. Um, okay, so it gets attached to the. See, this is again. I I don't know enough about this to even like. I'm realizing more and more. I I know less about the process than <laughs> I even thought I did. Yeah. Um, so there's no there's no sense in which um, it is transplanted and then it moves along yeah. or anything like that.
1: Yeah. So the the, egg, the the eggs are produced. They come through the fallopian tube into the uterus, right? And sometimes uh, a, a sperm will uh, um, fuse. I know it will fertilize an egg inside the fallopian tube, and the baby will grow there and and it will attach there versus um, mm. in the uterus. So
0: Brower, are you Dwayne? I, I I have a there, I, I met this brother on Twitter. He's from he's in South Africa. Uh, we started hitting it off, man. He started messaging me, and we started talking about stuff. And uh, I'm wondering on he's making, yeah, he's making some comments here that are that make me think that this may be him from Twitter, um, but I'm not totally sure. Uh, but uh, he did say uh, he said talking about at conception, then also. Uh, eliminated abortification tablets like pills that change the chemical nature. Yeah, I'm definitely against any, uh, I'm, I'm not, a, I'm not against all birth control, but definitely any abortive birth control or anything that prevents, uh, that would stop um, an egg that had been fertilized from implanting. Um, so plan B's, all of that, any of those abortives I think are sinful. I think they, they should be repented of. They should be, you know, in a theonomy, they would be removed. We would not have those products uh in our in our nation. Um the, uh, you got a uh this activity, it, correct? No, I, I don't. And that's actually why I was asking. I, I kinda was curious your position on it because um it is something that Rachel and I have talked about and to this date I have not I mean I, I agreed, I think for the most part I agreed that that I will get one, but um I haven't yet and haven't really given it much thought but because we're talking about surrogacy and IVF it made me think okay well you know where is the consistency here if I'm to agree on this position when it comes to surrogacy or IVF do I agree you know is it consistent for men with vasectomy so um, I'm not opposed to hearing obviously if you have an opinion on that uh, one way or the other it's fine I don't know necessarily where I stand I don't know that it would um, it would sway me one way or the other, but but perhaps for the sake of Rachel not being mad at me, um, maybe uh, let her process this <laughs> this show first, and then um, and then maybe I can hear your opinion on um, on you, you put that on that woman. She's the one that goes. Go get those tubes
1: tied. Don't leave me alone. I'm just kidding. Don't do that. And don't put that on the
0: woman. <laughs> um, no, no, I'm not putting on, I mean, it, well, I mean, the, it's not a lie. The reality is that she would prefer me to have to do that, you know, and, oh, yeah. and so, well, okay. um, yeah, and it's a much uh, easier
1: procedure, right? If we're, oh, yeah. we're comparing well, apples to apples, then, uh, yours is I much wouldn't ask that
0: of her either. I, I just would use, I would just use protection. Yeah. I mean, that's, and I don't have a problem with that, but it's uh, because, you know, for the reality is, for a lot of women, the 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 birth control pill itself uh, messes with hormones so so much that it actually can really it's it's almost not worth it for yeah, so the woman.
1: I, I think I think as a church we need, do need to narrow these topics down and come to a decision on like hey what should we do, um, and then how do we respond if the you know believer wants to to go outside of those guidelines? For example, the Catholic Church no birth control of any kind, no condoms, no. Uh, birth control pills, even the pull-out right. method is considered sinful, right? Because your Thanks, Onan. Uh, because your seed is supposed <laughs> to go into a specific place when, when right. uh, ejaculation occurs, right? So mm-hmm. um,
0: they, they take a very hard stance on that, which I find to be... Uh, um... They're hard and fast <laughs> on that, but they're a little bit loose on the gay thing. <laughs>
1: <laughs> is that really a thing? Like, it is official? Like they really have, uh, I, I, I was going to read uh, an article about it, uh, yesterday. I don't, but I, never
0: got I to don't it. know. I don't know that they're affirming, um, that the Catholics are, if you are, if you are Catholic and watching this, you can let us know if, uh, at least what the general consensus is, um, they haven't gone full like PCA or anything like that. Uh, like some of the other affirming, um, mainstream mainline denominations, um, so it is. It is my friend Dwayne, by the way. So that's exciting. That's nice. That's so that's so fun, man. I'm so glad you made it. Welcome I've been telling show. Logan, yeah, welcome to the show. You I've been telling Logan to get on Twitter. I, I got off of TikTok because it was just awful, and it's a hellscape over there. Um, YouTube is fun, but really, unless I'm motivated to make like a long-term or like a long-form video, I don't jump onto YouTube to just. Like, I love that we have this podcast on here. Like, to me, that's really just the benefit is it's a good reference. It's a good resource. And 50 years down the road, 100 years down the road, when Logan and I are gone or with the Lord, you know, I don't know what uh, what 100 years from now is going to hold. But if people are still around, this will be like books. You know, these are reference materials for people. This is what did human beings talk about? What did Christian men talk about in 2023? So, yeah. I just think of it as like. Well, anyway, Twitter's better. It's, it's just so you. Like, I don't know if you've
1: noticed, uh, but a lot of our heavy hitters on the conservative Christian side of and orthodoxy side of things yeah. are uh, are getting very old. Very yes. Very old. John Piper yes. is going to die soon. John MacArthur will die soon. You
0: know, yeah. um, Tim Keller just died. Tim Keller's gone, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: and so. Vodie Blackham's getting very old, right? So he's he's probably going to be the, I guess the the the, the lead in this. Um,
0: Vody, Jeff Durbin, Paul Washer, Dave. James White's Dave. got a
1: while. Um, yeah, I think Doug Wilson, Vody, and uh, yeah, Doug uh, Wilson, and uh, um, Doctor White, right? So yeah, they, they'll probably replace John Piper and John MacArthur. You know, well, we've got... kudos to him. He did forty years in one church. Yeah, it's almost unheard of.
0: Yeah, we got the G three guys. Also, don't forget those guys are younger pastors. Uh, yeah, uh, Joe Boot is a relatively he's about our age. I mean, what really is is interesting. I think Logan is. Uh, it used to be that you'd hit your prime, I've, or at least I used to think that you would hit your prime in your thirties, and I I really think that it's it's actually the goalposts are being moved a little bit further back. I actually think that the forties is really a prime time, especially for men, Christian men, uh, but where we can have an influence on the people around us. Cause we're old enough to have experience so that we're not dismissed by the elderly. Uh, but yeah. we are, are young enough that we can still identify and hang with the younger crowd. So um, there's a, there's a, going to be a big call for, for us men and uh, I really think that, uh, you know, depending on this, the direction of, of our current society and climate, um, if we if we accelerate into warp drive with woke ideology and persecution, uh, it's going to end up being guys like me, you, and other guys out there that are going to have to stand up. And, and even if that just means in our circles and churches, but we're going to have yeah. to, you know, encourage and motivate and, and keep people – pressing on and standing firm. So uh, I do want to see, let me hear, I got another comment real quick. We are, we usually only go about an hour, but I'm excited to have three viewers and people are actually interacting in the chat. So we can keep this going for a little bit longer, unless Logan, you have to go somewhere. Um, If a sick person taking their life is denying the sovereignty of God, is the flip side forcing the creation of a child also denying the sovereignty of God, yeah, I, I think. Well, so, so, I mean, re- good. Uh, just real no, quick, you answer.
1: Uh, that, well, so that would be outside of the character of God, right? The, it would never be God's will for you to take your life, right? Now, his with, now, whether he's ordained it and allowed it to occur, right? But it, it wouldn't be within because it's uh, not so yours people.
0: to take, right? You don't yeah. own your, your life, so it's so not it's yours. It's not
1: to take. like. I think the premise in that in, in in the question is stating that God has uh, orchestrated that you will do this, and that's His will for you to do this. Um, now, how, where does where does the will and the sovereignty portion play out? Right? Like, okay, so mm-hmm. for example: my buddy took his life three weeks ago, four weeks ago. Right. So yeah. He he, sh- he shot himself in his apartment. Um, it happened, therefore God therefore ordained it. Right. Um, therefore, in some sense, it's within the will of God, according to the timeline of things. However, uh, mm-hmm. it was not God's uh, perfect will. right? So God's permissive will and perfect will is what, how he described that in theology. And his permissive will is the things that he allows to occur within a corrupt, fallen world uh, in order for his purposes to play out. But his perfect will would never want that individual to uh, take their life. Um, and so he... He uses the, the the universe that he has designed that has its own structure, balance, um, and rules at which it plays by um, affect, you know, the car- the creatures that he has created within it, right? So, obviously, gravity doesn't stop, right? It continues that it, it is there for a reason. Um, so, so are other forces in within creation. So, um, I, I just, I, I think that would, that would assume that God's will was for that person to take their life, which... Um, I don't think his perfect rule would ever that would be outside mm. of his character.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good answer, man. I, I think I would feel very similar to I just think that it's uh, God. God is the, the author of our life. He is the he's the one who directs our steps, he's the one that uh, sets our path before us. Um, so I ultimately think that uh, in God's sovereignty, he knows what we'll do, but he ultimately, his desire is to, uh, he's He's already shown us his expectations, so we already have an understanding of, Are uh, you just kill a bug? Or is that like a, My a dog or a cat? Oh, okay. <laughs> I love it, dude. Uh, at least it's you this time. Normally it's me with one of the naked ones on my shoulder. So it's um, because
1: of the ring light. She's attacking the bugs that are like oh yeah
0: to... oh for sure yeah because I forgot that you live outside. Oh, you have <laughs> bugs in your house, dude. <laughs>
1: More dirty people.
0: No, dirty people. <laughs> Good. Thanks for the heads up. Um, well, let's. Uh, we got three people in here. Hey, if you guys have any questions that uh, any last minute questions that we can cover, um, I want to just. Real quick, just take the time to let you know that, that uh, I am on Twitter. This is actually streaming on Twitter, Doctrines of Rad. Uh, Logan will eventually be on Twitter, and when he does get on Twitter, I will make sure to let everybody know what his account is. Uh, and, of course, I'm going to tell him all the people that he should follow. Um, so that could be as as early as tonight or as late as the rapture. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you can he doesn't email us. believe in a rapture. <laughs> uh, don't tell anybody that yet. No no I've, that, that's been coming out oh, i didn't mean to mute you sorry i just muted you for a second i was gonna mess with your mic settings. it's being weird with you, the echo cancellation again
1: do you think it's unloving for us to uh, tell a family that really wants to have a baby um no right one it's none of my business what you do with right me, I, right but if you're asking me as a pastor um yeah. I'm going to walk through both sides of this with you and let you make the decision. Um, and I'm going to give you my personal opinion right? Mm. Um, and what I think is most aligned with biblical teaching. Um,
2: yeah.
1: But I'm going to – I'm not – if you do decide to use a surrogate and have a baby, I'm not going to be like, oh, that baby can't come to church here. It's, it's Right. It's like, no. No, man. That's yeah. The, That child is every bit worthy and loved
0: and honored as much as the next, right? I, uh, yeah, man, I just, I, I, I don't feel like I have enough yet to know one way or the other where I stand on it. I, I agree with everything that you're saying. Um, I want to hear a biblical argument for it, I think, just you to hear Notice I haven't it. given any. Right. No. I haven't yeah. given none. Um, so, uh, so Dwayne, yes, I think we should – I'm going to ask – I'm going to see how we can get to the answer of this. So without telling Logan the background of why you're asking that question, um, I'm just going to ask him what his take on that is and see if it lines up more with me. Or more with you, and we'll see who's the winner. <laughs> Ooh, <that's laughs> so no, it's not. It's no, no, it's not a big deal. Okay, so um, where the Bible says uh, a husband, a man will leave his his father and mother, and cling to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. What does that mean? What to become one flesh?
1: Yeah, uh, it does not mean soul ties. Right correct it is not it is not this idea of this soul ties is a new age right. um kind of a Hindu practice uh, uh Zeus and mythology Greek mythology yeah. used to have this idea that there was uh, you were separated at one point and you spend the rest of your life trying to find that person um, right to be one with again
0: neither um, Dwayne nor myself take this position <laughs> let's take that one, so we're in agreement with you on there yeah so uh, it's not a, a soul ties thing but become one flesh um.
1: There is this, there's this beautiful union. So when I do weddings, I always uh, explain the gospel through what occurs during the wedding, right? So uh, the father walks creation down the aisle to the son and the son through his love does a redemptive act of turning that bride into something worthy and righteous and being returned to the father. Um, so he takes. Bro, you're gonna have gift.
0: to send me that. That's beautiful. I'm gonna have yeah. to use that. Yeah. Well,
1: I mean that. That's why weddings and marriage is so important. This concept of one flesh is so important, right? So the father, we we literally have your father walking the bride down to the son-in-law, um, but in in a sense, God has walked creation down to the son, and the son through His love and redemptive act for uh, the creation um, and His love for the father. Returns creation holy and righteous to the father, right? Um, And so marriage is a covenant and a bond and an act of worship at which two Creatures right come together uh, and they are one flesh in the sense that they're one in union They're they're one in hopefully in a in a familiar 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 right family uh, Will right like so me and my wife have a a familiar um, understanding of where our our family is going, right? Um, we have one will in the sense of of where our household and what we want and what we're doing. Um, so when we become one flesh, we are we. It is the sense that you, my wife and I are one, right? She is a part of my body, right? Which we see with uh, my wife's name and my phone is my rib, right? Because she's She's my helper, she's my rib. Um, and so she was separated from Adam, right? and then at, after the fall the the marital like contention between them occurs, right she will she will like a uh, war for her husband's position, but never have it. Uh, mm-hmm. but they become one flesh, right and Jesus kind of emphasizes that again that you know a man will leave his father and mother and uh, cling to his wife. Um, so there's this kind of bonding back between. Uh, the rib coming back to be with the man. So we're, we're one together and we're one together in Christ. Now, do I think one flesh means this idea that there's some kind of intertwining spiritual uh, union? I think something supernatural occurs when, when two people come together intimately um, and spiritually. Um, but I don't think there's this sense of us becoming you know actually one flesh it's not it's
0: it's not actual right so it, it's not sexual at all in that sense you basically you're making the argument am i okay i'm on i, I muted myself earlier um so Dwayne, i think duane i don't want to misrepresent you I, I think he's taking the stance that to becoming one flesh is in the act or the mode of reproduction that two human beings coming together become one flesh Dwayne, if I'm misrepresenting oh, that's, your position, that's, well. That's that's beautiful, right?
1: Like literally, we do become one flesh through reproduction, right? Fifty percent right. of my genetics and fifty percent of my wife's come together to make my daughter, mm-hmm. right? We we literally do, but it's not us; it's something new, right? So when the context isn't meant to say that we become one flesh in our children. It's meant to mm-hmm. say that we become one flesh when we come into union with each other, um, not not literally in our children. Although that see, does occur, right? that but it's was not more... us. My daughter is not mm-hmm. me or my wife, but she is of me and my wife.
0: Yeah, your your explaining of that is, I think, the same position that I was holding to. Um, it sounds like. It sounds like he and I still agree. Um, and perhaps it's... Maybe it is two-part. Maybe there is the... It could be the two becoming one flesh in the sense of through sex and reproduction, uh, two people are becoming one, a, a new one. But I think you're... I think you stated it better than I do, or at least even how I had thought it, with the idea of... Um, when Adam says, you know, bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh, uh, when he sees Eve. And so the idea of the, the, the perfect union that glorifies the Lord the most. Mm-hmm. And so if if Dwayne is still on the fence about it, I think that's why he may be asking the question here about how would that apply to eunuchs. think um, I think he's maybe asking, like, how would a, a person who is a eunuch be able to most glorify God if he's unable to be married and have that experience?
1: Yeah. Uh, so, uh, well, if he is able to be married. So if he does get married, he doesn't have a... Um,
0: right, because I think that's so, where it hinges for him is, like, there, there's that reproductive aspect. I And, I again, I don't want to misrepresent him. I may be completely... Asking the yeah. wrong question, um, but Dwayne, so please uh, clarify in the comments if you want to.
1: Please do, but if I if a eunuch did get married, um, I guess the, there, I mean the sense of pleasuring your 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 wife can still be there through, whatever other means. Um,
0: other means, right? <laughs> yeah, but gotcha, um, family friendly.
1: <laughs> so uh, whatever whatever that entails, but. Yeah. Um, Cause I and I, I think that is a, an important aspect of uh, of marital union is pleasuring one another, right? Looking out for the other person's.
0: Oh yeah, uh, it's a ministry, man. That's with... what I was.
1: Yeah. Th- totally agree. <laughs> it's, <a> <laughs> it's for the edification of each other.
0: <laughs> Way to go, Rachel. You've trained him well. Uh, it's a it's a stress relief. It's a you know it's it, you. How can you even be like? I've never experienced closeness with another person ever outside of that union. Like that is, I'm not closer. There's nobody on earth that I'm closer to than my wife. That's right.
1: Um, well, you, something just broke in your house and he muted it. He says, yeah, he said all so my son has the worried, TV Y'all on. Y'all don't knock that. Down. Um,
0: okay. We're good.
1: Yeah. So I'm with eunuchs, uh, that are married, um, you know, for the most part, if a eunuch is getting married, if, uh, Oh, go! Oh, that's a bless that marriage because uh, I'm real curious how that works. But um, I mean they they can still honor God in, in the marriage itself right, without children. So th- this comes down to the same concept of people who are barren. Right? You still honor God through the marriage. The act of marriage itself is worship, regardless if there's. Ch- I would agree with that. Yeah. Right. And so you, I mean, so still let people see Christ through your marriage, regardless if Mm -hmm. you have children or an ability to reproduce. Um, how, how, I mean, how wonderful would it be that a family that like knew they were barren said, if the Lord wills, it we will have a child. Right. And they just faithfully wait on the Lord. And whether he says yes or no, um, but they, they, they don't complain about it or cry about it. Like, uh, not cry about it in this. sense. I don't mean to be derogatory, but, um, Wallow in the in the grief of, mm-hmm. you know, because that, that in a sense that can become faithless, right? Like, you're you're so consumed by this desire that you want instead of letting that go and giving it to the Lord and finding peace and yeah. what He has chosen for you, where that's where the true joy is.
0: Yeah, and I can get behind what you're saying here. That that to me, um, I think actually Dwayne was one of the guys that brought it up uh, on Twitter saying. That, uh, you know, when I was asking for, hey, give me some biblical proofs for this, you know, tell me what your thoughts are. You know, he brought up the, the, um, is it the fourth commandment? Forgive me if I'm not remembering exactly. The uh, Sabbath. It's been a long day. No, it's not the Sabbath. Um, it's covet. You shall not covet your last neighbor's command. house. The last, m- whatever. Um, I love that I'm comment. tired. It's been a long day. Uh, and I just didn't happen to remember what order it was in. Anyway. Um, yeah, you should not do Your it, neighbor's dude, I house. I don't know. No, is the it the last one? See, I don't we're both on the <laughs> same page then. Um, <laughs> you shall not cover your neighbor's wife or his male servant or his female servant or his ox or his donkey or anything that is your neighbors. And I think that that's a solid point in regard to coveting a baby that does not belong to you. That was, it happens to, if it's, if it's birthed in the womb of another person that is no that is that's not your child whether you oh, pay for uh, it well, or not.
1: Well, so, hold on. It's my seed, my egg.
0: Mhm. It's,
1: it's me. That's my genetics,
0: not the not the surrogates. Yes, but your womb is incapable of bearing that. Mm-hmm. Right? So, seed or egg or not, your womb in your body is incapable. So, I, I think
1: I think Hagar was a great example, by the way. I think mm-hmm. that's a good good one to pull out. Yeah. Uh, because it, it her, her womb was incapable. I mean, she tried to give the child of the promise to another womb.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And God did not yeah. honor that in the same way he honored. Well, if, you right. ask it, Islam, if you ask Islam, they think we're backwards.
0: So. Right, right. Um. So, he he says, uh, he's saying, you know, two becomes one flesh, three doesn't create one flesh. Uh, oh, boy. I don't understand that one. I'm sorry, bro. I, I missed that. But he did say, so you remember what I said about it, if it's only uh, about two people, so if two becoming one flesh is only about two people and not about reproduction, then gay marriage could twist that scripture. So, he, and he said, "So far, you you are representing me correctly, and I, for the record, uh, yes, and amen to what Logan said. So, yeah, um,
1: so, so it is about two people, but two types of people, right? A man and a woman. Um, and I mean, the, yeah, the, which makes the, sense. The uh, alphabet community can attempt to script, uh, you know, manipulate scripture all they want, and they yeah. do constantly. Right? right? Uh, Brandon Roberts has said that God, uh, Jesus, had to repent of his racism." Um, at for the woman at the well, yeah. right? So yep. uh, they will continue to. Uh, but I mean, just a simple reading of the text: a man will leave his father and mother and cling to his wife, right? So it it's it it's not easily uh, manipulated or twisted you know, when you read the Bible as a whole, right? Not mm-hmm. just a, a verse at a time.
0: Yeah. All right, man. I think we're going to go ahead and close it out. Um... Let's... Uh, Solid. Am I... Is it my gospel time or is it your gospel? It time? is.
1: I haven't heard this gospel in a minute. Cool.
0: All right. Well, here it is.
1: Uh, I believe Ooh, that... You, could you give it in relation to women who are dealing with uh, barrenness? Yes. That, okay, got it. Here we go. I know, that's a Um, tough
0: one. We live in a broken world that has has succumbed to sin and the destructive nature of sin. And God has uh, allowed that to happen, but but also uses it for his own glory and uses uh, the wickedness of man and our, our shortcomings and rebellion in order to draw us to himself. He's shown us that we are incapable uh, on our own to save ourselves, to be good and, and be right. Um, and even in giving the law, uh, it only awakened sin in a way that people had not known. And it stirred up a desire uh, for people to be more, to uh, to be tempted into into committing that sin. And so the destructive nature of sin has led to uh, all sorts of uh, destruction, sadness, loneliness, depravity, um, that feeling that things are just not as they should be. There's something missing. Something is left out. Something is not there. And instead of God just deciding to let us deal with that and the consequences of our sin, which the Bible says is death. It says, calls our sin, uh, the wages for our sin is death. But the gift of God is eternal life through Christ our Lord. So God made a way. Um, where we couldn't save ourselves, we couldn't forgive ourselves, we couldn't get right with God on our own. And he himself solved our problem by sending himself in the flesh to reconcile lost, rebellious humanity back to the intended relationship it was meant to be walking along with our god living in relationship with our god Um, you can have that relationship with our god uh, because he died in order to pay the price that you and i were supposed to pay Uh, And that is death, and it is his death on the cross that satisfies the wrath of God towards us. And then the Bible says that when you put your faith and trust in Christ, you go from being dead in your sin to being alive in him. See, the road to destruction is wide, and there's lots of ways to get to destruction. The road to salvation, to God's promises, is narrow. There is one way to be saved. The Bible tells us that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Uh, The Bible tells us in Romans that if you believe in your heart that God raised Christ Jesus from the dead and confess it with your mouth, you shall be saved. So if anything that you've heard tonight, if any of this resonates in you as truth, Go to your God. Speak to him as you would speak to anyone else and repent. Ask for forgiveness and put aside that life of sin. And we serve a God who has given life to barren wombs. We serve a God who can bring life in places where it seems impossible and there may not be life. And I. Would encourage you. To go to that God. For your salvation. Um, it's not a promise that he's going to fix everything or heal everything or any of that. But. The promise is that those who call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. So don't waste any longer, but call upon Jesus's name today. And. And. Submit to his lordship and his kingship because he is God and he is worthy to be praised. And if if you ever want to talk, if you're watching this and you aren't sure or you, you think that there might be steps that you have to take or, or whatever, you can email us doctrines of rad at gmail.com. Uh, we will answer your email. We will try to get you connected with the church and answer any of your questions when it comes to knowing who Jesus is. Um, but our desire is to see you saved. In fact, the Bible tells us to hasten, hasten the coming of the Lord. Well, we do that by sharing the gospel and bringing as many people into salvation as, as we can by proclaiming the salvation of the Lord. So we want you to join us. We want you to be saved. We want you to, to come and spend eternity with us glorifying God. If that sounds interesting to you, go to the Lord in prayer. Um, and that'll be it for the show. God bless you guys. Thanks for hanging out with Logan and I. Thank you for all the new viewers and everything else. And uh, man, Thanks, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad. Thanks, Dwayne. We'll be chatting on Twitter, brother. And uh, for everybody else, uh, we'll catch you later. God bless. Take Bye, care. Everyone. Bye-bye.